Okay. Well, it just took three attempts to get this recording started. So that means, obviously, tonight's a very special class because there are a lot of obstacles to make it happen. So in yesterday's Tanya, we were explaining in depth the metaphor of the sun to the rays of the sun to truly understand that by the sun, the rays don't have existence. They can't have existence. They're part of the sun. But when they leave the sun, this item of non-existence, so to speak, really does emerge as an existence. But we said this is only a metaphor. And God's unity with his attributes, with his will, with his wisdom, with his kindness, is not exactly like this, obviously, but much more remote, much more concealed, because as we keep saying, we can't understand that. We can understand the rays and the sun. So if we say, oh, just like the rays and the sun, so God and his attributes, well, that means God and his attributes are understandable to us. And we're saying they're not. So the metaphor is like a stepladder to bring us to the point of saying, well, this I understand, the sun and the rays. So sort of like this, but so intensely different because there's so much more distance between God and his attributes and the rays and, and the sun and the rays. But it's a stepladder. It gets me to sort of come to try to understand something innately I can. But we, we, we do it that way. Why do we do it that way? Why don't we just say, listen, God and his attributes, their level of unity is way beyond the sun and the rays. So let's not start talking about suns and rays. That's ridiculous. No, because we have an obligation to try to make something understandable. You want to make something on the level that, oh, I hear that, I get that, I understand that. And therefore, we're going to give an analogy, which is imperfect because it's physical, because it's limited. But sort of like the light of the sun is united with and nullified in its source to the degree that it doesn't have its own name. It just comes. So, to that point, all of the attributes of God can't be called a name in contrast to him. They only have a name. They only have an independent existence when we come into the level of creation in the world of Bria, in the world of Yetzirah, in the world of Asiya. At that point, we can have the idea of naming these attributes. But until then, uh, a name would imply a separate identity. And they don't have a separate identity. So that would be wrong. So, sorry, I lost my place. So what we're saying here is that the attributes become existences, not actually in the world of Atilos. Atilos is still too close to God. 
then they have a name. Then, of course, they're still an emanation of God. They're still absolutely one with God. Their whole existence is from God, but they have a name. And we can say Chachma, we can say Bina, we can say kindness, we can say will, we can say wisdom. In relationship to the beings which are created and vivified by God through this trait of will and wisdom. So from the perspective create these attributes, the spheros, have existed. They're very real. There are creative energies. But beyond creation, atzilus and beyond, I can't even see them. They're just they're just part of the sun. They're just part of God. Any questions? Okay.